Hey y'all, it's A Few Minutes with a Few podcast. I'm Lily. And I'm Maddie. And we have a passion for seeing people make Jesus number one in their everyday lives. We want to get serious about being serious for Jesus. Will you join us? Hey everybody, welcome back to another podcast episode. Maddie and I are here and ready to join you for a great discussion. We want to first start out by catching y'all up on what has been happening in our lives and our ministry lately. Uh, So that's going to entail where you can find our blog and all that good stuff. We try to start the podcast episodes out in that way in case there are any new people that may be joining us or anything. And if you are new, welcome. We are so excited to have you today. Yeah. We are just so thrilled that y'all have been coming back and listening as we said in our latest episode. We have just been absolutely blessed um, this week by seeing y'all's support and your reactions and sharing and all that great stuff from our latest podcast episode, which was Daily Dragons, our live podcast episode that we did. And we were just thrilled to do that in the first place, but then seeing y'all's reactions and just sharing how it touched you and all that good stuff has just been amazing. So thank you so much for that. And uh, I want Maddie to catch us up on what's been happening, where you can find us and all that great stuff. Alright, so in the description of all of our podcast episodes, we put a link to our blog. Mm -hmm. Um, So you can either hit that link or you can go to Safari, Google, whatever, and look us up at the few.blog. No spaces, all lowercase, and it should take you right to our website. And then we also have Parlor, Instagram, and Facebook pages that y'all can go check out. We are also the few.blog on all of those. And yeah, everybody has been doing great on Parlor. Thank yeah. you for all of that. Lots of people have been downloading it um, since we asked you to. And yeah. we are so excited to try and get some stuff switched over to that platform. Mm-hmm. We really like using it and everything. Very easy to use. Uh, for all of you also. So if you haven't downloaded Parler yet, you can go and download that in the app store. It is P-A-R-L-E-R. And some people were kind of confused on which one to download. So for the description of this app, it just says unbiased freedom of speech uh, social media account. So it should be about the first one that you look up I think because it's like the not a lot of them are spelled like that. Yeah. So um, it's like a red app with a white P in the middle. Mm-hmm. And yeah, if you have any questions, you can always email us. Uh, is our email anywhere on the podcast? I don't think it is. You, If yeah. you go to the blog, though, yeah, you can the contact us there. Mm-hmm. And if you have any questions uh, of how to use Parlor, what to download, and we will try and get back with you. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's jump into today's episode. Maddie and I are so thrilled to be getting into this uh, topic, I guess, because we've kind of started to get into it a little bit. And the verse that we're going to be digging into today is one of the ones that we were going to discuss in the live podcast episode. And we may or may not have run out of time. And if y'all know us, that should not surprise you. We ran out of time as we were speaking and we never got to this verse, but it makes a great follow-up one, so I'm not complaining. Here we are. Uh, If you have your Bibles, if you want to look it up later, whatever, it is Ezekiel chapter 2, and I'm going to read verses 1 through 7. 
and I have just been meditating on this verse for a while now, ever since we found it, and we're going to speak about it, yeah. um, because there's just so much truth in this for believers today, and it is something that, you know how Bible verses are just so, so many of them are just said over and over again and memorized and any topic like they throw it out and it's just so common right yeah. and this verse I actually haven't heard it before it's not one that is just thrown around in church and Sunday school and all that stuff not that any of those are bad it's yeah. just like yeah. new scripture you know mm-hmm. something that we can really meditate on and that's new to us so let's read it together Ezekiel chapter 2 1 through verse 7 verse 1 says he said to me son of man stand up on your feet and I will speak with you as he spoke to me the spirit entered me and set me on my feet and I listened to the one who was speaking to me He said to me, Son of man, I am sending you to the Israelites, to a rebellious pagans who have rebelled against me. The Israelites and their ancestors have transgressed against me to this day. The descendants are obstinate and hard-hearted. I am sending you to them, and you must say to them, This is what the Lord God says. Whether they listen or refuse to listen, for they are a rebellious house, they will know that a prophet has been among them. But you, son of man, do not be afraid of them, and do not be afraid of their words, even though briars and thorns are beside you, and you live among scorpions. Don't be afraid of their words or discouraged by the look on their faces, for they are a rebellious house. Speak my words to them, whether they listen or refuse to listen, for they are rebellious. Okay, so I know that was a lot. <laughs> that was... Yeah, that was kind of a long <laughs> Wow, that was a lot. But... There is so much truth, and I just want to start from the beginning of this. From beginning of verse 1, he says, Son of man, stand up on your feet, and I will speak with you. And it was interesting to me, um, because in verse 2, it says that the Spirit entered him and set him on his feet. And then he listened to God. This is interesting to me, because what's God say? Stand up on your feet, and I will speak with you. And he does it, right? Mm -hmm. He doesn't just get up on his own and do his own thing, it says that the spirit entered him and then set him on his feet. This is just another cool thing in scripture, as we see so many times before, where the spirit comes into a person and enables them to do what God has called them to do or what God has told them to do. And I think that this is something that what I want to start off with is that As believers in our day and age, I think we need that. A lot of times we think, and it's not, I I wouldn't say that we do it um, on purpose all the time or intentionally. I I really think that it's just kind of, we do it in a naive way um, where we just think we can do stuff on our own, right? That we have God and that we can just kind of go with it. And while that's true, like we we can go with it and we can do things that other people can't do because they don't have the Lord. Mm-hmm. It's the spirit who enables us to do those things. And sometimes we confuse the two. Well, I can just go do this. I'm strong enough. I'm powerful enough, right? I have the Lord's power. Yes, you do. But the spirit has to be the one to start that in you because you can't stand up on your feet alone. Yeah. We can't speak words to a person or share the gospel or pray for somebody or even record a podcast episode without being enabled by the Spirit and Him really speaking through us and showing us what to say, what to do, and making us stand on our feet. 
And so that's the first thing that just kind of stood out to me in this passage. And then the second thing was that he's sending him to a rebellious pagan nation is what he says, okay? And this is the Israelites. Now this is God's people. This is God's chosen people. And he's calling them rebellious pagans. This is just interesting to me because they have turned their back on God so many times, right? I mean, all throughout scripture, we see that time and time again, like they finally get it and it's like a victory and they win this big battle or whatever, you know, it's like the climax of the story. And then what do they do? Oh, we build a calf and we go back into our uh, worship and our all of the stuff, right? All the stuff that is distracting them from God. And then we go away for a while and things aren't looking so good and now we're being attacked or whatever and then okay we'll come back to God right yeah so they are rebellious is that not what we are today because I see that especially this year like this year has just been not only crazy. like people keep saying oh my goodness 2020 is the craziest year ever and yeah it is but there is so much spiritual awakening or at least for us I know for sure like this year has opened our eyes to so many new things that God is trying to show the church and wake us up with and kind of expose some things that were going unnoticed. And I feel like this is what the scripture is referring to as well. Like the Israelites, it says in verse, um, let me find it, verse 3, that they have transgressed against me to this day. That is what America is doing. That's what this world is doing. We are a rebellious nation who has not come back to the Lord yet. And the climax of this verse is in verse 5. And this is specifically for us as believers. This is for you and I. Whether they listen or refuse to listen, for they are a rebellious house, they will know that a prophet has been among them. Do people in your workplace or at school or in your Bible study groups or even at your church, do they know that you, a child of God, somebody who is enabled by the Spirit, has been among them Mm -hmm. in a powerful way. Not just like, oh yeah, Lily was at church today, or oh yeah, Maddie kind of shared the gospel this one day at work or whatever, and it was good, but whatever, you know. Is it actually something that changes how they think? Like, whoa, Maddie shared the gospel with me today, and it was powerful, and it was different. And that's the other thing that Maddie and I just kind of keep tossing back and forth is what's different about us than the world you know what makes us new what makes us something that people go that's different and I want that Mm -hmm. and then verse six love this son of man don't be afraid of them and don't be afraid of their words even though briars and thorns are beside you and you live among scorpions this is the part that I really love don't be afraid of their words or discouraged by the look on their faces for their rebellious house Here's what I think you and I do. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is just me. Maybe I'm preaching to myself today. I don't know. I think that you and I often tend to give ourselves an out. Well, that person doesn't seem too open. 
Um, I'm trying to think of some words that we use, you know, they weren't very receptive. They weren't this, they weren't that, right? So I didn't share the gospel with them because of the look on their face or the words that they said, or, you know, they cussed a little bit before I offered to pray for them. So I'm not going to pray for them now because that probably means that they won't like that or whatever, right? We give ourselves an out constantly as believers, not Mm -hmm. to do what God tells us. But he says, don't be afraid of them and don't be afraid of their words or even the look on their faces. This is how we're supposed to live. Now, it doesn't mean that we're not careful and gentle with how we say things, how we come into, you know, whether we're praying for people, whether we're sharing the gospel, um, podcast episodes, you know, anybody could listen to this. So Maddie and I really try to speak truth. We're not going to back away from that, right? We're going to speak truth. We're going to be different, but we're also not going to do it in um, a hateful way or a way that would drive people away from Jesus. We want to be different. We want to do what Jesus did. And does it mean that people are going to always respond in the best way or that they're always going to agree? No, because I mean, look at Jesus's ministry. Yeah. Like people turned away from him. He had the Pharisees who literally hated him and what he did, but he always said it in love. He always spoke the truth, but he always said it in love. Yeah. And I don't know, Maddie, what do you think about that? How do you think, as Americans, first off, do you think that we're in that stage of rebellion? Or what? how do you think that looks today? Well, I believe that we are definitely in a stage of rebelling currently in America with just all of the hatred that everyone is talking about and just all the political stuff that's going on. You know, no one is... Like, being shy and what they think about that. And, which I'm not saying that we should be Mm -hmm. shy when it comes to different opinions. But I think that we're getting so caught up in our own opinions that we aren't seeking God's opinion Mm -hmm. anymore. But one thing that I thought about was that verse 6 about don't be afraid of their words, Mm -hmm. right? Okay. In verse 6, I feel like sometimes we are afraid of what needs to be said Mm-hmm. on our part like mm-hmm. we're afraid of our words that need to right. be said um because we've got to be politically correct we've got to we can't offend anyone or right. we will like drive them farther away from jesus but like seriously right now what the world actually needs is some cold hard truth mm-hmm. like i am done with christians just you know giving people fluff like right. i'm sick of the fluff mm-hmm. and I don't want fluff anymore. I don't want people to be lying to me that everything is okay and that uh, we're not rebelling against God and that we're all going to be fine and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Like, no, we are rebelling and people need to wake up to that. Like, we have been asleep and ignoring this stuff for way too long and Mm -hmm. that is why it has completely gotten out of hand lately. And I think that as Christians, we think, well, oh, they're the rebellious people. We aren't. Yeah, we're rebelling yeah. against what God is calling us to do. We are right. rebelling against the truth that we are supposed to be speaking. And mm-hmm. that is why our world is in so much turmoil is because we aren't doing our part as Christians and speaking up for what matters and speaking the truth to people who need to hear it. And honestly, we make, like you said, we make so many excuses of uh, how not to share the truth with people, of right. the look on their face or what they say to us or whatever. But I think that people want the truth. Mm-hmm. And I think that, which I know that some people 
say that and then don't don't do anything differently or they don't actually believe that they Mm -hmm. continue to preach about fluff or tell their christian friends about the fluffiness of christianity instead of talking about the hard things about the people who are being martyred for their faith or the just the stuff that's going on in our world needs to be addressed and needs Mm -hmm. to be spoken about but like in a couple episodes past we said to do your research, educate yourself about some of the different things that are going on, and don't lose your head, don't lose your temper, but be praying about what you should say about this stuff. I'm not saying that you should just go out and do a little Facebook rant and then, like, lose a bunch of followers because you were harsh. I'm not saying that that's what we need to do as Christians. It's just that when the opportunity presents itself, we cannot back down Mm -hmm. because the Lord has given us so many opportunities to speak the truth and to put this evil back in its place. And we have completely ignored Mm -hmm. um, that conviction that we felt or literally that like clear voice in our heads that's telling us, you have got to say this like right now or you're not going to get another chance. And we ignore it all the time. And that seriously needs to stop. Mm -hmm. As Christians, we have got to step up and we have got to start talking about the truth. Because we think it's optional. Yeah. Because when the Holy Spirit speaks to us, we think, oh, well, I really don't have to say that. Like, it's not necessary at all and we have a blog post on that and i lost the title right at the moment what is the title of that i don't know what the title of it is but i will put it in the description or something when i look it up um we have a blog post about how when the holy spirit tells us to do something we have in in america for sure and i know in other places um this has happened as well but we make it out in our lives that we can choose now yeah Um, and I don't see that in scripture. I don't see where, when God told them to do something, they don't do it. Yeah. And I struggle with that because we don't have the real thing anymore. And so Mm -hmm. if we don't have the real thing, then we've got to fake it, right? If we don't have the Holy Spirit in our churches, if we don't have the Holy Spirit in our lives, then we have to fake it and we have to make it look like we have him. And so that's why the beginning of this verse of son of man, stand on your feet and I will speak to you. And then the Holy Spirit entering him and him standing on his feet. I don't think that the church is in a place where we can even do that. I don't think the church is even in a place anymore where we have the Holy Spirit talking to us and enabling us to do anything. So if we don't have the real thing, if we don't have the real spirit, then we got to make it look like we're going up the mountain. Mm-hmm. We got to make it look like we're on this great Jesus high when we're not. We got to make it seem like we got all this stuff going on and the Holy Spirit is just providing so many opportunities and we're sharing the gospel and praying for people and all yeah. this stuff. And we got to fake all that so that it seems real to the people around us. Mm-hmm. Can I just be real for a second? That is in itself rebellion. When you don't have the real thing and then you start faking it, that is rebellious Mm -hmm. that is a rebellious spirit that is rebellious in the church because what you are doing is showing other people that the stuff of jesus is really trivial yeah that is why evil is at a high and that's why our churches aren't growing absolutely because people we were just talking about this the other day Mm -hmm. people are drawn to all of these different things that seem different that seem cool that seem important and christianity is not one of those things 
lots of people are turning towards the Middle Eastern religions and the kind of the crazy stuff. Right. Um, the satanic rituals. Yeah. And, yeah. Like we talked about with Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter is a different organization. Right. The actual organization is different. Um, the actual Black Lives Matter organization right. is bad, is satanic. And um, we have another podcast episode about that. Yeah. But, um, but like, look at how many people are supporting it. How mm-hmm. many people are supporting that organization, are supporting what they stand for. And why? Because they're different. Absolutely. And because they're radical. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing with people want the truth because the truth is radical. Right. And people want <laughs> radical stuff. And, and how many times have we said that? Mm-hmm. How many times in church do we hear, and I'm not saying like every pastor is wrong when he says that. Please don't yeah, hear me yeah. this way. But I am telling you, there are a majority of pastors out there who's saying, hey, we need to get radical. We need to do this stuff. We need to live out the gospel. But they're not willing to do it. So that's why we preach it up in the pulpit because that doesn't require us to do anything outside of the church or when we get down from the pulpit. And it gives us that high. That exactly. Because in church, high. we can say, oh, you know what? There's this great sermon and we talked about this mm-hmm. and it was radical and it was different. Listen, you know how to see if there's fruit from your spiritual life? You don't just hear words from your lips. You mm-hmm. see fruit from your actions. You see things happening in your daily life that is different, that is radical, that is Jesus showing up because you couldn't have done it on your own. That's how to measure success mm-hmm. in your relationship with the Lord. If you are not seeing fruit from your actions and you're only seeing this emotional high, like you just said, from your words or from your pastor's words or any of that, then that is fake. And the fruit should come completely naturally. Yeah. It shouldn't be artificial like, uh, well, um, I gotta that walk old this lady way. is right. having trouble getting her groceries in her car right. so I guess I should go help her or whatever it should be a natural like Jesus would go and help that lady so I will like leave my groceries in my cart by my yeah. car and I will go and help her and like it's not artificial mm-hmm. it's not something where you have to force yourself exactly to grow fruit right. that's not the real fruit of mm-hmm. your salvation that is the fruit of that emotional high because right. Maybe you think about that sermon a few more times throughout the week or whatever, which honestly, most of the time, that's not even the case. It's during church, Mm -hmm. you're thinking about the sermon, thinking how good it is. And then like we literally get done with the sermon and then we're talking about the same things that we were before the service started with our other friends. And like it should all come naturally. And that's the one thing that I feel like Christians are getting so wrong lately. Mm-hmm. And even me and Lily can get this wrong a lot of the time. Um, it's just, like, it's expected of us, so we do it. And it's not right. this thing where we literally, like, want to. to do it. And when yeah. you don't do it, you actually feel that conviction. Right. That is a question that all of us need to be asking ourselves. I've been thinking about that a lot lately is, do we even feel the conviction when we hear the Holy Spirit's voice and we hear him telling us to do something and we don't do it? Like, do we even feel the conviction afterwards? Do we even think about yeah. what could have happened in that situation? Right. The amazing stories that we could have gotten to tell out of that experience. Like, do we even have second thoughts about not listening to the Holy Spirit anymore? Mm. Like you said, it's yeah. crazy how crazy. we have completely made it optional mm-hmm. to the point where we don't even think about the consequences mm-hmm. Like, you literally 
could have just gotten that person saved, but, and that could have been the only opportunity that Mm -hmm. they would ever get to hear about the Lord and you completely missed it. Right. Now, and I'm sure we've missed opportunities like that too. Absolutely. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that Jesus can't use somebody else, right? mm -hmm. I mean, we hear that all the time and I know that's not what you're saying, Yeah. but I just want to clarify that for those of you who may struggle with that. Yeah. The Lord can always use somebody else, but you're going to miss out on the blessing. Mm -hmm. You're going to miss out on actually feeling that and going, wow, God moment, and be able to tell that story. Mm -hmm. Because there is something powerful in doing something that God told you to do, not for your own glory, not for your own, you know, credibility or any of that. But there is something about doing stuff for God just because your heart wants to, just because it makes you joyful, just because you want to serve your Savior that changes you like I just I don't know how to explain it you know it's yeah. it's just this like when you do something that God wants you to do it is just the best feeling in the world because you don't have second thoughts like you just said you don't have to go back and think wait what would have happened if I would have not been rebellious yeah and actually do it you know what if I actually did that and actually listen to what God was telling me And that's when the fruit starts to come naturally. Absolutely. Because after you experience that and you actually have a spiritual high, you are experiencing what What the Lord has for you. That's when the fruit starts to come. That's when you start producing that fruit and everything else starts to just come naturally. Right. Because you know that feeling. You know that the amazing way that God just used you. And then it just starts, like all of it starts to come into place. Right. Okay. So, now that we've gone into that (laughs) rant again, and here we are 26 minutes. Oh, no. Okay, I want you to read your quote because we have this amazing quote that I think makes a great point with what we just said. But I do really want to emphasize that you said that, the second thoughts. I think that if Christians started operating with that first initial tug, okay? Mm -hmm. That's what I'm going to call it. If we actually started doing something or actually did something when God told us to the first time, how much could we avoid? Does that make sense? Like how much, I don't want to say that like we want to avoid conviction, but I don't want to feel bad conviction when I know I could just listen the first time Mm -hmm. and actually, you know, be a part of that blessing of doing something. So read that quote because it's awesome. All right, this is a quote from C.S. Lewis and it says, it costs God nothing so far as we know to create nice things, but to convert rebellious wills costs him crucifixion. Mm-hmm. Love C.S. Lewis. Love C.S. Lewis. When Lily, Lily like just found this quote and I hadn't heard this one before, but I think it goes perfectly with this topic. Right. Free will also. Mm-hmm. Like we begin to think that because we have free will, the Holy Spirit and God's plan for us is optional. Mm -hmm. But because we rebelled against what the Holy Spirit spoke to us, because we didn't listen to God's plan, because Adam and Eve did not listen to what the Lord told them Mm -hmm. and were tempted super easily, didn't even really realize it. I mean, they did have that second thought of, well, God said we shouldn't eat the fruit, but they did it anyway. And like, we do that all the time Mm -hmm. and we're the ones that put him up on the cross. We are the ones that beat him and put him up on the cross. And that is something that totally should not be taken lightly. Mm -hmm. And I think that Christians are taking it so much more lightly Mm -hmm. than we should be. Yeah. And many Christians may think like, oh yeah, like, yeah, it's because of me that Jesus was crucified. Yeah, 
it was because of us that he was crucified and our hearts don't break about that yeah. as much hmm. as they should yeah well and i think that if we at also all. right i think we also abuse the grace mm-hmm. that god gives us like you're just you're saying that we that we think those things are optional now mm-hmm. and so that started somewhere you know i keep going back to that somewhere um as christians as a church as believers we we have switched the mindset that we're supposed to have. We have taken either the teaching, like we're, you know, misinterpreting the word or whatever. I don't know where it started, but we have now just made it out to be that we can abuse that grace. Mm-hmm. And we won't ever say that we are, right? Yeah. We won't ever like yeah. use that term that we're abusing God's grace when we don't listen to the Holy Spirit. But that's what we're doing mm-hmm. if we're being completely honest we are just totally abusing the grace that God gives us. And I don't know about y'all today, but I don't want to be a believer who has second thoughts because I abuse that grace. I don't want to be that person who just every time the Holy Spirit tells me something, if I'm not comfortable, I don't do it. Mm -hmm. Like there is nothing powerful about that. Like there's something powerful when we actually believe something and we believe it so much that we're willing to die for it. Mm-hmm. There is something powerful about that kind of faith, that kind of belief, because that's different. That's radical, right? That's that's what people are drawn to. You know, yeah. like you were just saying, the reason that people are drawn to this Black Lives Matter and abortion and all this stuff is because it is radical. Like these things are crazy. And they're not real. afraid to say it. No. Like Christians are. Like Christians are afraid to say the radical stuff. Right. And that is why our churches are dying. That's why our churches aren't growing. Mm-hmm. That's why Christianity is seeing like a major low in new salvations because we aren't speaking about the radical stuff that's going on in Christianity because honestly there and there's not a lot of radical stuff going Uh -uh. on in Christianity anymore especially Mm -mm. in American Christianity you know other parts of the world like we can talk about people dying for their faith and everything and that sounds radical Mm -hmm. but like what's going on in America that's actually radical yeah and I know that there are some stuff there is some Christians who are being radical mm-hmm. and that's what me and Lily are striving to do is to be radical with the different platforms that we have to be radical in our everyday lives right. but like not enough Christians are talking about the radical stuff that happens yeah and that is why people aren't drawn to our churches anymore mm-hmm. okay so there we go that was a long episode yeah. wow <laughs> but I don't know I hope that this was an episode that helped y'all I would encourage you guys Go back and read um, Ezekiel 2. There is so many things that we didn't even get into in this episode that I would have loved to get into. Um, And who knows, maybe we'll continue some stuff. But I would encourage you all, go read it for yourself. Think for yourself when it comes to the scripture. Uh, Don't just listen to us. And you probably don't hear people say that all the time. Like, don't listen to me. Go look at it for yourself. But I want you guys to um, go read the word. Go look up what Ezekiel 2 says make notes, highlight it. I'm sitting here with my Bible in front of me and I have notes and highlights and all this stuff. Um, Study it out. Look into commentaries and all that stuff because this is how we start to get radical. Mm -hmm. This is like the how am I going to apply this to my life kind of uh, segment in this episode. Go look up Ezekiel 2. See what it says. Start living it out. How do I incorporate that? How do I stand on my feet? How do I um, allow the Spirit to enter me when I need 
to pray for somebody? How does that work? Ask other believers about it. Like, I just can't go on enough. Um, There's so many things that we need to start doing in order to be radical. But the first thing is just to get serious about Jesus. Yeah. Like, we don't need to get serious about church. We don't need to get serious about, you know, all the other stuff. We just need Jesus. That's all we need. Now, does it mean, again, does it mean that we don't need church or any of that? No. Like, the church is the biggest blessing that believers have today. Like, church, if it functions how it is supposed to, yeah, then it can be one of the biggest blessings in our lives. And so don't discredit church. I know that there's so much that we can get discouraged about and we can even say that churches are rebellious. We said in this episode, but yeah. get serious yourself because that's where it starts. You can affect your church. You can affect other believers. You can affect your friends, all that good stuff. So um, Maddie, I want you to pray. We're still not going to leave out prayer even though this is a long episode. Yeah. <laughs> so I want you to pray and then we'll end it. All right. Dear Lord, we just thank you for this day, and I thank you that you gave me and Lily this opportunity to just speak about you, and I pray that you would help all of us to really uh, start examining our lives and examining the fruit that we are producing, and that we would really just get serious about you, and that we would be the ones who would be talking about the radical stuff that's going on in Christianity, that's going on in our own lives. And I pray that you would just help people to be drawn to that, that they would see something different in all of us, that they would just want to know what the difference is. Why are they different? And I pray that you would just guide us and protect us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Again, thank you guys for joining us and listening to this podcast episode. We will look forward to seeing y'all, seeing y'all talking to y'all next uh, Monday again for a new episode. So thank you for joining. Bye guys.